Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out how to win the SaaS uh, startup game with Chris Marentis. Now, Chris is the driving force behind the SaaS executive coach, and he's the creator of the transformative stage coaching framework. Chris is more than just a repository of wisdom. He's a wellspring of visionary leadership he boasts an industrial, illustrious and industrious and fantastic background as the founder and chairman of Surefire Local, which is a groundbreaking marketing SaaS platform in itself. He doesn't just offer advice. He brings a treasure trove of firsthand industry experience to the table. But don't mistake Chris for just another business guru. He's got a storied career as the CEO of Add This, and he had a foundational role back at the beginning of a little firm called AOL, which was the literal original internet unicorn. Chris has spent nearly a decade and a half shaping the contours of the digital world, and he knows a bit about how to navigate that space. Chris, great to have you here, sir. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for inviting me. You're very welcome. So our listeners would like to know who you serve. I serve entrepreneurs much like myself. I've, I've been a three-time SaaS entrepreneur. The last one, I was a founder and, and the CEO. And I, it, it's probably one of the toughest jobs you could have. And what people don't realize about technology and SaaS is that, you know, number one, it's a global competitive framework. You're competing with people all around the world today who um, you may or may not know, who if you think you have the only idea doing what you're doing, you're, you should probably research a little bit more. You're, you're probably competing with 50 to 100 people or, or more that are going after the same type of uh, vision product that you have. And there might be nuances, but it's a very competitive category. And you know, you add to that the complexity of different levels of funding, who's funding, different levels of, of founder talent. Is it an experienced founder, a new founder? And then you add the, the complexity of the macro environment today, where you know, literally the last 10 or 15 years, of SaaS, when SaaS really emerged, it came on the scene, we were operating in a zero rate environment where, you know, your, your investor group and private equity and other folks wanted you to grow as fast as you can and get market share as fast as you can. And in, in the last you know, year, in a very quick, rapid pace, it changed to really profitable growth. And those layers of complexity I like to say waking up every day as a CEO, you know, you knew you were going to get punched in the face somehow. You just didn't know how. And it's a very lonely place because a lot of times these problems you're dealing with, you know, you can't talk to a board member about. You can't talk to your senior executives about. You don't even want to talk to your wife about because, you know, it's going to scare her what you're dealing with. And having a coach and someone who's been through it before can help you get from A to B in a way that you know keeps you 
calm, collected, and helps you focus on, you know, there's probably, a, you know, a hundred things you could be doing, but there probably is one or two things that are really going to have the biggest impact on you getting from A to B. And sometimes you lose sight of that. And, and a coach like myself can help you do that and do it in a more confident, calm, and deliberate way. Uh, some of our listeners don't really understand what the problems that entrepreneurs have in general, and then certainly somebody trying to build a software product has, but you do. And so what are the top two or three problems that these people have, uh, Chris, that you can solve for them? Number one is around fraction. Before you hire a whole lot of people and all it, you should have a minimum viable product that at least demonstrates that people want to buy what you're selling. And that minimum viable product should represent at least at a, at a basic level, the delivery of the vision and mission that you think as an entrepreneur you want to go after. So that's a job one. Once you do that, then it's talent and attracting and organizing that talent to think about how do you start to scale that in a way that is efficient because you SaaS and SaaS growth is all around metrics or around what, what defines that efficiency like LTV to CAC and other types of efficiency metrics. Now, the trick is, if you're not an experienced entrepreneur, is understanding the relationship between SaaS metrics and gap metrics. Because gap metrics are still relevant in the SaaS world. And a lot of, especially young founders, especially in the old go-go days of growth at all costs, SaaS metrics should be falling very closely behind SaaS metrics. But that doesn't happen all the time. So understanding what the data is telling you as you grow the company is really important. And then capital stack. How, you know, as you continue to grow this, you're going to hit different plateaus in your business. And it's interesting because businesses, especially on their way to, let's say, 25, 30 million, hit Similar plateaus. And interestingly enough, you know, a lot of our, all of our customers are professional service businesses like, like HVAC and legal or med spas, right? Because we're a local marketing platform. My company I built and founded was a local marketing platform called Surefire Local. And, but all, I find all businesses hit these plateaus. One is getting traction, getting to a million, then three million, then five million, then 10 million then 15 million. And at those plateaus, there's a lot of decisions to make. Decisions to make around capital stack, decisions to make around investment in your business so that you could scale to these bigger levels. And that means people, that means software, that means, you know, are you going to invest in new channels or doing new motions to get there? So, there's a lot of complexities as you do that. And obviously, if you're venture-backed or whatever, you're going to have board members to help you think that through and your executive team to help you think that through. 
But the truth is, there's nobody who knows this business better than you as that CEO. And having someone who can help you through active inquiry and who's been there and knows the right questions to ask, help you, you'll be able to get the most out of those other resources. So Chris, maybe our listeners would benefit from you telling us a case study of a real client and how they found you and how you and your team helped coach them through a, a few stages of their evolution. There's a, a client that I have that they, they found me just because when I was CEO of Surefire, I met them with trade chat, whatever it might be. And, and the CEO is one of the first AI companies out there. It was probably a year and a half, two years ago. And, and they had a really great idea of what they were serving, in terms of the niche they were serving and what they were doing. But as they started to get more customers, they started to recognize that that product market fit, the market could see the value in what they could do, but implementing that idea was super hard because of all the data input it required. And it required a company to actually be pretty clean and really good with their data. So they were really good at doing certain things with data. That particular product ended up being really hard. They had to pivot to a different product and helping them go through that pivot was something that was really key to helping them survive. Chris, you've got a lot of people out there in on the planet that are coaches of one sort or another. So tell us how you differentiate yourself, your business from all the other coaches that exist. Number one, and I, I think this is important is, you know, I, I had a coach early on with Surefire Local when I started pro- probably like about seven or eight years ago. And then it served a purpose really around go-to-market motion for me. But then I never hired a coach again after that, and I was approached by a lot of coaches. And one of the questions I'd always ask them is, have you ever been a CEO of a SaaS business? And inevitably, none of them were. And, and I, I don't mean to denigrate other coaches out there that haven't been CEOs because they could be super useful, especially ones that have done it a long time. They, there's probably aspects of the business that they could help you with. But until you've actually lived that experience, I think that I'm able to provide and dial in the right types of questions to be asking that, you know, others can't. And I created a a framework. I I was calling it STAGE. I I renamed the acronym to EDGE. But it's really around the idea of efficiency, drive, um, goals, and empowerment. And there's a bunch of things that encapsulate those different uh, aspects. And I actually created a, a, a grader on my website at thesascoach.com. And 
someone could go in there and simply create, give a thoughtful way. It's not meant to be this complete assessment, but it's an assessment that gives you a good overview of the different aspects that I find that really comprise a business that's functioning well in all different aspects. Things like, covers things like efficiency, like I was just talking about, traction and growth, like we were just talking about, culture of your business. Do you have a big enough mission and vision of your business? So it covers all those different things where it gives you an idea, looking at these different aspects, of where you think you might have strengths and weaknesses and, and, and what you want to focus on. And I think that logical approach combined with the fact that I've done this, and that's why I was able to create that assessment, helps me. Everyone goes to a coach with an idea that they're, they're at A and they want to get to B, right? So the question is, who, who can help you get to B faster, better, cheaper? And because of my experience, and a framework that I've created, I'm able to help them get to be faster. Yeah, I think of myself as a GPS, right, for that CEO, where you might get off track a little bit, but I'm able to help recalibrate and think about how to get back on track. Yeah, and, and in your case, from B to C to D also. Chris, tell us how you came up with the idea to get into the into the coaching business at all, and then what were some of the key milestones that you experienced, both successes and failures as you were building this new business, and what you learned from from your own mistakes in this space? Oh yeah, a lot in there. I as I moved to executive chairman of my company. I have a lot more time. I'm still involved in my company, but I have a lot more time. And I'm not you know, really, I'm, a, I'm an older guy, but I'm not ready to retire and, and hang up my cleats quite yet. Um, but I really started to think about running three SaaS businesses and mentoring a lot of young people while I've been doing that. I, I enjoy that part of the business. And I think that I have a really good understanding of how to create a successful organization. We were Inc. Inc. Uh, 500 or 5,000 seven years in a row, won Inc. Best Workplaces, which is super hard to do, by the way. I've, I've gotten en enough of the accolades to show that I, I know how to do it. And, and, but I don't want to scale a big company again. <laughs> I don't want to work honestly that hard. I'm, I'm not looking to do this with a lot of people. I'm looking to identify at any given time four or five CEOs that I really feel could meaningfully benefit from my coaching and, and help them. I, I still want to have uh, a lot of free time to do different things uh, with my wife. And I like to play a lot of golf and enjoy life. But, but I, I really do like the game of business and the game of technology and SaaS. So I thought coaching was a great way to stay, stay relevant and in the game and help people like I like to help people, but also be able to have a lifestyle in the way I do it. Excellent. Excellent. It reminds me of somebody else in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. Doc. So what do you feel is holding you back right now? What do you see as far as uh, current barriers and uh, what's your sort of vision into the future? I'm in an interesting stage right now. I have a couple of clients right now, really from organic people that I've known that when I said I was doing this, that I want to be your first, your first client. But I don't, my website's going up in the next couple of weeks. I've been working, really working hard at the messaging I just articulated to you. Like, why am I doing this? What is make, because I want to be, when I put myself out there, I've got a, a good brand, a good reputation. I, I've done a lot in my career. I want to make sure whatever I do is not going to diminish that in, in any way. So I want to be super thoughtful about what my messaging was. And, and so my website's going up in the next week or so, but I've been working on that since probably July. And I've been really spending a lot of time on this framework. As you can tell, I shifted the name of it. And I probably went through several different iterations of that and bouncing off of other SaaS CEOs and really working on to make sure it's, it's relevant and it's something that could be useful for a CEO and for me as we think about how to create a plan over the next six months to have the most effect on their business. Probably the next stage for me is going to be, you know, doing more things like this and how do I get myself out there and market, but I want to do it in a way where I, you know, I'm not looking to be Tony Robbins or some of these other folks that you see out there. I'm not, I'm not looking to scale. Like folks talk to me about writing a book around the edge framework and teaching other coaches to do edge and licensing it. I don't want to do any of that. You know, I just want to have four or five clients a month that I could really help and have a meaningful impact on their business and, and have a nice life. Beautiful. How can our uh, listeners get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me by emailing me at cjmarentis, M-A-R-E-N-T-I-S, at gmail.com. Or they can go to my website that should be up next week at thesascoach.com. It's also, if you just type in chrismarentis.com, it'll bring you to the same place. So that's probably the best ways to do it. Excellent. So uh, is there a question, maybe one question that I maybe should have thought of and asked you that I didn't, Chris, that would give a, a lot of value to our listening audience? I, I think the, the, the one question that I get asked a lot by CEOs is what does it take to get to the other side, meaning get this company successful? What is the formula for that? And I would say it is what I tell them more than anything of all that it is persistence and willpower, persistence and willpower trumps, everything because surefire local has been around for 12 years i started it in my my home office in great falls and it's become now a company with customers throughout north america we own a company in manila for co you know, for coding and customer support it's become a pretty significant company and there's probably two or three different times when i felt like giving up and wondering if it was going to work and the thing that's between you and success is persistence and will. There's a book I, I read very recently that expresses this so well. 
called The Obstacle is the Way, where it's about a, a writer who really focuses on stoicism and the whole you know, philosophy of stoicism. But I would highly recommend that book to any entrepreneur. Excellent. Thanks for that extra little gift, Chris. Very much appreciated. Also enjoyed your thoughtfulness and your wisdom and your time today. Thanks, Bill. Uh, thanks for uh, having me and look forward to, to listening to this and talking to you in the future. Beautiful. In closing, everybody, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first creating a strategic vision for the future. Number two, having a management system to execute on that strategy. And number three, leveraging high performance teams. Now you can get your hands on those three things. Just go to getbillsgift.com. Thanks for listening, Chris. Once again, thanks for sharing your time with us today. Thanks, Bill.